Yo, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy So So, in case you ain't know so. And welcome back to another episode of Sports with So So. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the podcast and following us on all streaming platforms and following us on social media as we continue to bring you the latest in sports. This week, another banger. We got the Heat struggling in the playoffs. The Panthers stay alive in the playoffs with the backs against the wall. An unlikely winner gets the PGA Championship and we check in with the Marlins as they start creeping to 500. And of course, Chelsea's EPL season comes to an end, not in the best way, but we definitely got the result we wanted. So it's time to take a ride, y'all. Let's go. We live, cuz. Back. Let me tell you something. Um... I want to start off this podcast with the right emotion, right? What emotion is that? Um, let me finish. The okay. right emotion, you know, the right train of thought, the right clarity, you know, because the way these first two games have turned out with the Heat and the Bucks has not been to my liking. So I'm trying very hard to be preserved, you know, but damn. I'm very upset, and I'm pretty sure that everybody in the Heat Nation is extremely upset. And we're not upset because we're down 2-0, even though that's the main factor, right? That's the thing that's staring us in the face. But we're more upset of how we're playing, you know, and how we're looking. And, man, that's the shit that's disappointing because we really expected Jimmy to ball out and Bam to step up. And we were hoping that anybody else can fill out fill up those gaps when needed and we saw a little bit of it because in game one Duncan came out hot really hot hit like what six threes seven threes or something like that did his thing but down the stretch Jimmy's jumper was off Bam's jumper was off nobody had rhythm nobody on that team had rhythm except for Duncan and Drogic and we end up losing that game 109 107 in overtime now thankfully Jimmy smartened up towards the end of the game and he started going to the rim, especially in the fourth quarter. Right. But once OT came around, it felt like we just settled for a bunch of jump shots and it's that's where we lost the game. And I'm sure that Spo did not, you know, draw it up to be like that. He wanted us to be aggressive, but damn, that was that was a rough, rough first game for us, bro. It was the way that it went down, I mean it was a it was a scrappy, scrappy game too, man. It was yeah. kinda, these guys were going at it. They were banging and clanging. But yeah, it was really disappointing to start the series off that way. Um, you know, obviously it's you're playing in their home court, right? There's they they got fans and stuff uh, back in the stadium. They got that yeah. on their side, and they got a better team. Like we talked about on, on last week's episode, they got a you know they got a couple more pieces to, mm-hmm. to, to deal with us and our guys. And our guys have looked a little sus this year, man. They've been you know up and down. We were we said that we were the hottest team in the month of May last episode, and through two games with the Bucks. We look like the coldest team in the month of May. Yeah, bro. And a lot of that has to do with, man, it's just like not not seeing the spark, you know, of we got ready for the playoffs. And Jimmy was talking a lot about how we're ready and the team is ready. Mentally, we're locked in, all this stuff, all this stuff. But what's showing behind that is the complete opposite of what Jimmy is saying. Jimmy went four for 22 that first game. Four for Atrocious. 22. This is our best player. Atrocious. Atrocious. 
You know, two and of and nine. It's not like he's pulling up from three. No, he you know was I mean? pulling up from three, and that's the problem because he went two of nine, and he's not really yeah, a, a, a three-point. I didn't realize he took that many threes that game. It Jeez. didn't seem like it, but just in the flow of the he, game, that's, yeah, that's not his forte. He he has no business shooting threes like that. He needs to be getting to the rim, getting fouled, controlling the game. To me, that's like desperate, Jimmy. Like right. him thinking, shit, game I gotta seven. right. No, I gotta do something to win the game. I gotta do something to bring us back. I gotta do some instead of just doing the things that he's really great at. You know, mm-hmm. two of nine from three. That's a lot, bro. That's a lot. And and look, 17 points he ended up with. Bam had the worst game, I feel like, that I've ever seen Bam, him have. Bam's been absent. Absent. Completely absent. Completely absent. He, four of 15. Tell me the last time we saw a Bam stat line where it started four of 15. Now, granted, he got his rebounds, but that's him doing his job on the defensive end. But... Papa, we need you to be a superstar. It's playoff time. We need buckets. We need buckets. We need you shooting and making your shots and and jumping, you know, hitting your little jumpers in the paint and getting to the rim on the... And don't be hesitant, man. So many times that, like, he, you know, they're running a play, him and Duncan, you know, in the backcourt, a little pick and roll, and they give him the, the you know, the, the roll. He starts to roll, and they give him the ball, and he just hesitates. And then, like, he, he does that little one-two hesitation and then takes his jumper that's not in rhythm anymore. And it's, what are you, like, what are you, what's going on right now? He looks, he looks scared. He does look scared. It, it's him doubting himself. Yeah. You know, that's exactly what it yeah, is. It's it him doubting himself because if he was more confident in that, you would see him just do it off rip. Yeah. Right? Boom. Take that one little dribble, move to the side, pull or, up. Or pull up, pull up or take it hard to the rim. You know what I mean? Don't, but Don't have that in between that loss of that, you know, that's two second hesitation. You lose it all right there. No, you lose the space that you already gave the defender. So, you again, attack at first notice. If you're, if you're confident, you're either, you have your mind set already. I'm going to the rim yeah. or I'm going to pull up. Because I know I can I can attack whoever's defending me in one or two ways. You know what I mean? And yeah, bro, he's been completely absent. And to me, it's that's the shit that's really pissing me off. Because I I myself need to see him ball in order to keep relying on him moving forward. Now that doesn't mean that I'm forgetting everything he's done in the regular season. I trust in all that. But he's supposed to be our second piece, you know, and our biggest building block moving forward. So for him to be bam and all that that comes with that, this is the the stage where he needs to level up, you know, and say, okay, I got a first round opponent that's really hard. You know, we're not playing none of those weak teams that we played to begin last year. So yeah, you're probably facing your hardest threat. Go out there and show the world that you can do it. Because not only is the world watching, but I'm sure us as fans are scrutinizing everything that we see him do. And the front office is also paying attention to that. You know, does he have it? Can he do it? He needs to show that. And he needs to show that ASAP because, man, we did not get off the bus for game two, like, at all. Oh, dude, it's it's like we even, didn't even show up. I don't even know where do we where do we begin on game two. I mean, and we got to give credit where credit is due. The Bucks, The Bucks played some amazing Who basketball. Who the bleep is Brian Forbes? I have no idea, but the Bucks put up 78 points in the first half of that game against us. Granted, you know, our defense was... Uh, atrocious it wasn't there it was just absent you know for for lack of a better term but the the bucks scored that will man especially from three they were just draining every everything was going in for them 10 or 15 in the first quarter bro Stupid. that's how you get 40 points and it's not like we didn't score in the first to keep enough pace but we didn't play any type of defense none we didn't play any type of defense you yeah. know when you let a guy like forbes go off you know you're having a real bad day on defense. And not to mention when you when our best score, our best player on our team is Dwayne Dedman. That tells you a lot about what's going on with our our game that night, man. I mean, we were just I don't know, man. They just they 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 just completely changed from game one to game two. 
Bro, these the guys did not have any type of urgency when it came to starting this game. Zero. 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 Because you would have thought that, okay, you got your ass kicked in the first half. Third quarter, turn it around, bring it down to 10 points, 12 points, whatever. That's much more manageable. They did the complete opposite of that. They started shooting more threes and taking stupid shots, stupid fouls. Ariza with the flagrant, none with the flagrant. Like, that's already a mental game that you guys are losing. Yeah, you guys it's not, lost no, that it's, it's no more about basketball and basketball talent. It was just like a mental thing. They, they lost it completely, you know? And it sucks because, again, the leader, the leader of the team, which is Jimmy Buckets, is not doing what we, a leader is supposed to do. And especially for us. I don't care if we lose and you're still the 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 focal point of how we should be playing, right? If you're doing everything, if you're scoring, you're rebounding, you're playing defense, um, you're locking down the best defender, all this stuff. If you're doing all of that as the best player on our team and the leader, then that makes it a lot easier to take a loss because at least he's putting forth the example for the rest of the team. You know what I mean? But when you don't get that, you're yeah. going to get those bad performances from Bam. You know what I mean? You're going to get those bad performances from from Duncan. You know, And one guy that we haven't even mentioned that because the guy hasn't even showed up is Hero. Where is he? I feel like he 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 still he was still here in Miami when when we went up there to Milwaukee because I haven't heard a freaking peep from that he's guy. He's distracted. He's still checking his DMs. He's getting you know you know that's DMs an, daily. But that's another guy that the, I'm sure the front office is like, okay, we see what you're trying to do here. Either you're about basketball or you're not, and we're giving you the opportunity uh, at the highest level to do what you say you want to do or be who you say you want to be. Are you going to show it? Because I'm not going to have any patience with you as a fan. Just because you're a young stud. Yeah, you could be a young stud, but I see a bunch of other young studs in the playoffs doing their thing. I can point, the first guy I can point to off rip, John Morant. He's out there winning games for his team. Yeah. Trey Young in New York. Oh, yeah. Hitting big shots. Where's my young talent doing it? Yep. Devin Booker out west with the Suns. You feel me? And that's after Chris Paul got hurt. Mm -hmm. So, again, where's my young guy on my Heat team doing it? You know, I need to see it. Because if not, then I'm just going to lose, you know, whatever little um, faith that I can lose, right? Because I'm not going to lose complete faith. But, damn, I'm chipping off a little bit because I'm just not seeing it when it counts. You know, you know, I'm the most optimistic. You know, we, we sat down with Vic, and Vic said, you know, we're not winning. You know, the Heat don't have a shot. And I was that arrogant Heat fan in the room. I was like, no way, we are. Cocky we are Heat winning. fan. Heat yeah, in I'm, five, baby. I'm taking it, you know. But... I uh, right now the way that we're playing against the Bucks, man, it's I don't we don't deserve it. You know we don't we're not playing like we deserve to be in the finals, and we're down zero and two, going back home. What do we do? How do we turn this around? Well, first things first, we got to defend the three point line. Drew Holiday came out after game one and was like, "Well, we don't need to shoot threes to win games." Bullshit. They came out and shot. 22 of 53 for that game. They shot 53 threes. That's our game. That's not their game. So we need to defend that. You know, we can't just let them take that many shots. And us ourselves, we got to make more shots. You know, we were 8 of 28. That's not heat basketball this season with the amount of shooters that we got. So when we start there on stopping them on hitting threes and us hitting threes, because, yeah, they're good at packing the paint, but we're much better shooters than they are defending the three. We need to exploit that. Do we have a shot in game three? Absolutely. We got 17,000 fans that are going to be at the game on Thursday. Um, obviously, it's going to be a main event. It's going to be on the major network. And I'm expecting Jimmy to take all this recent criticism. You know, we hear a lot of it from, from ESPN, Stephen A. Smith calling him out about taking over and whatnot. I'm expecting him to ball out and really do it from tip-off. 
you know, from minute number zero. Take control of the game, put your stamp on it, and say, this is how we're going to do it this game, the Jimmy way. And everybody fall in line after that. And if we don't get some type of offensive performance from Bam, then I'm going to be really worried. You know, he needs to have at least minimum 20 points on Thursday. Minimum, minimum. Double, double. That's double, double territory. I mean, if we're going to win, we need everybody to be to be clicking. I mean, we need we need Duncan to put up 20 points, you know, off three pointers, stretching the floor for us so that Bam can get those easy buckets down low. I mean, we need we need a complete performance from everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. And look, Spo needs to figure something out. You know, I only have one real big bone to pick with Spo. A what? A what to pick? A bone. Okay. A big bone. He said a spoon. No, I could have <laughs> called it a spoon. Spoon bone. Yeah, so that, that's what I thought you said. But I'm mad, dog. I'm mad because he played everybody in game two except for freaking Haslam, dog. Yeah. How you play everybody in the playoffs in a game where we're getting smoked yeah, and you we don't were, put in UD, we were, dog? We were asking for him, but we Come know on. we know what he's gonna do. He's gonna go out there. He's so gonna throw what? an elbow. Do Somebody's it. Somebody's gonna get cut. That's and UD, then baby. He's gonna get fined, dog. So you know? what? Like we're out of it anyways, bro. So what? He needs to go out there and be like, hey, we ain't going out like this. Y'all might have won the game, but you're going to take this elbow to the face. Yeah, I mean, it would have been nice, you know, but who When knows? else we, is he going to play in the might, playoffs? That's what I was going to say. We might have seen the last yeah, of the dog. Heat, like playing for the Heat. Yeah, bro, that was that was it. That one game. That was you know, it. Spo, you messed moment. up, dog. I love you, dog, but you messed up there, dog. <laughs> you messed up there. But Tell you, them how you really feel, bro. Yeah, Send man, an email. you got to play UD. But let's see. Let's see what happens in game three. You know, I'm really confident in our ability to bounce back. Really confident. Because, I, like I said, I really believe in Jimmy. I feel like those two games were a blip in the radar, you know. And he's really going to bring it on Thursday. Now, Dragon, I got to give a big shout out to Dragon. Because he's been our most consistent offensive player. You know, 17 points in the first game, 18 points in the second game. He's doing his thing off the bench. Granted, that's what a veteran does, you know. And I hope... The rest of the guys on the squad, the heroes, the Bams, the Rezas, even Iguandala, bro, because they need to learn from him and, and see what Drogic is doing and the attitude he has to that game and not giving up. And they need to use that and win game three. So I'm winning game three. Yeah, I want to know. Listeners, let us know. Slide it to the DMs. Let us know. Are they, he going to bounce back? Are we going to take this? I said we were going to take it in seven. We're still on track. We're pacing for that right now because we got need some ground to make up. But let us know. Let us know what you guys think. Yeah, and you know, game four will be, I think, Saturday, right? We play game four Saturday. I believe so. I'm not sure. Are you pulling it up there? Yeah, we play yeah. Saturday. So we're the what time early do we game. play? Wednesday, what? 6 37? No, Thursday. We're, we got the oh, eight, Thursday. Uh, third, 7.30 game, and then Saturday we got the 1.30 First game. Saturday, 1.30. I hate these weird middle-of-the-day games. That 2 o'clock game was kind of weird. I mean, it's okay with me because it's just an earlier reason to, you know, have a cold one. <laughs> That's true. You know, I start my pregame. The was, game's I, at I, 1. I was I'm starting on, my pregame at 11.30. I was on the golf course, all right? I was playing Miami. And I'm sure you were drinking. Time. I was drinking. It was hey, a beautiful day out there, man. Hey. But it was tough. I'm, I'm out there, you know. I'm trying to go for par. And you, know, and you got, got the game got in the one game. hand and the yeah. club in another. Yeah, you know, it's tough. It's tough. I'm trying to keep my head down here, but I'm looking up every other second, so. Well. Well, don't play Thursday, seven thirty. Let's 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 all tune in and and hopefully we'll walk away with a dub, you know, and 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 start our way to evening up this series let's because go, I know baby. we can do it. We need it. Heat. Let's go. Let's go. Heat. Let's go, Panthers. Oh, yeah, I'll tell you what, man. That was a game worth watching. Not absolutely. The game. Yeah. I, if you guys missed out on that game, 
hell of a game. Yeah, big time. If you haven't tuned into the Panthers by now, you are officially sleep, sleep. sleep. You sleep. You sleep, sleep. Because, damn, the Panthers are freaking good, bro. Oh, my goodness. They're good. All right, so let's update everybody what's going on right now in the series with the Lightning. Well, first things first. We got to shout them out because they definitely survived an elimination game, you know. Mm -hmm. And they were down 3-1. Heading into a home game, um, it wasn't looking good because we were getting outscored nasty. Uh, game three was a, a 6-5-1. You know, the Panthers had to score six goals to win that game. And then that very next game in game four, they get smacked, end up giving up two goals in each period to lose 6-2. to two. And at that point, you're really feeling the pressure on the season because it's, it's like, damn, are we going to go out like this? You know, we're going to go down 4-1 and just get smacked? by Tampa Bay, who we dominated during the regular season. Bro, and something about this team, man, like, they don't quit. They're literally survivors, bro. And they've had some real big up and downs throughout the season, as you and I know, with their major injuries. And, man, it's just, you know, and, and look, even how the team wins, right, because the star of the night, the star of the night was oh, the rookie no, goalie, no Spencer Knight. No pun intended. No pun intended. Nah, pun intended. Yeah. You know what? I, dude, I, was, I was just I was just about to shout him out, man. Shout out to Spencer Knight, ladies and gentlemen. This man, this man saved the game for us yesterday. I think he had 36 saves Thanks. on 38 shots or yep. something like that. Well, he crazy so let me set the stage right so we have this 20 year old rookie goalie Mm -hmm. right who's had four official nhl appearances okay we had a lot of inconsistencies with our goalies right and we tried one try the other try one try the other and and they were both giving up goals even in games we were winning they were both giving up goals you know so the coach decided you know what i'm gonna take a chance on this Rookie that has a lot, a lot of talent and a lot, a lot of promise behind him. You know, I was listening to Goldie, the guy who does the play-by-play announcement for the Panthers on Bally Sports. And he's just saying how this kid's pedigree just behind him, like even throughout his young career, was like, man, this kid's going to be a really good goalie. You know, goalie for the U.S. National Youth Team and all this stuff. Beast at Boston College, right? Two months ago was playing hockey (laughs) For Boston College, and now he's starting Game Five, an elimination game for the Panthers against probably their biggest rival in Tampa Bay, with a ton of pressure on him. And from the moment the kid hit the ice, he had a smile from ear to ear, like nothing phased him. I was loving it. He was loving every single second of it, and I think that demeanor, that relaxation, is what led him to be so cool because he was put into the fire immediately. Fifty-three seconds into the game, the Panthers give up a goal. We give away the puck. How crazy is that? Boom. Elimination first, game. First shot he faces. First shot he faces, bro. Boom. First goal. It's like, damn, that's, you know, that type of shit would break down any any professional. Yeah. You know, and really start to play with your mental. You hear that guy from GTA go, oh, shit, here we, we go, go again. again. <laughs> you know, and the kid bounces back and makes 36 straight saves after that. So, to not only Stunned. deny, you know... Tampa Bay any goals, but deny them any hope of even making the game close, you know, because the rest of the offense and the boys did their job. But Spencer Knight coming out there and putting on that performance was honestly going to, you know, one of the real big highlights of their season. And it's going to be remembered by hockey aficionados for a very long time to come because it's not easy to play goalie. It's not easy to come in and play goalie first game in a game five elimination. 
and to go out there and ball after giving up the first goal you face. Oh, yeah. You know? And we got to shout out Spencer oh, yeah. again because it was literally point. his night. We got to do it for the boy one time. <laughs> shout out Spencer Knight. Yeah, man. And Hell of a game. And now look, now the Panthers are 4-6 and six lifetime, right, when it comes to facing elimination games. So it battle-tested, right? We In that game, we ended up scoring four goals. Like I said, we had two goals. Yeah, so from, no. Uh, the first period, they score, and we go scoreless. We go scoreless. We don't score our first goal till like, middle. Mid, middle, second period. Right? Middle, yep. second period. Yep, and yep, it's, yep. I think it's an assist by Barkov. And, Bro, uh, he had two assists last night. And, and he had a goal. Jonathan Huberdu, another two assists. And he had, but he had, and a, he had goal a goal himself, too. Barkov is... Uh, I would have been talking about Barkov if it wasn't for Spencer Knight having the night that he had and the whole story behind it. But no, Barkov, Barkov didn't have a goal. I'm sorry. He just had I'm, those two assists. The other sure? two goals... Yeah, I'm positive. The other two goals were from Mason Marchant, and the other yes. guy was fake... Frank Vinciano. Yes, 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 yes. But, again, those are guys that have been consistently stepping up. Huberdo is a beast for us. He's literally our leader. He's leading the, the Panthers in points. He has 10 points in these playoffs. Um, he has the most goals, two goals, most assists, eight assists. Like, he's doing everything, literally being a leader for this team. Yep. So, you, when you have your leaders like Huberdo playing well, Barkov playing well, and then you get your Uyghurs, your defensive, Patrick Hornquist, Another stud on offense that that we have, another weapon. The Panthers have always been this type of team. This is the team that we saw regularly in the in the regular season, where they would go out there and beat a team four one, make it look easy, boom boom boom, you know, and just be really good defensively and be really good offensively. And they finally balanced. balanced. They finally put put it together in Game Five when they absolutely needed it the most. Yeah. Man. Yeah, uh, I mean, it was really 3-1 until the end of the game. They they had press, and then we got a free shot at the goal, and we, we got another goal. Yeah, that was the goal that fr- Frank scored, the empty netter. Yeah. Which is, again, not easy because they have six defensive players, uh, six guys on the ice. Everybody knows that at the moment you get it, you're aiming at one goal, right? You're going to try to chuck it over there. So every, everybody who will be on the other team is, you know, kind of defending that. But And the Panthers tried like two, three times, right. you know, before they actually got the goal. And it's just a testament to their fighting spirit, bro. I really see that in this team because they don't give up. Any other team would have gave up, but the Panthers Back, feel like... Backs against the wall right now. Yeah, but not only that, but they feel like, man, we could play better. We should be better. We can beat this team easier. You know what I mean? Like that type of strong belief within them. And it really comes from the coach because he believes in all of them. I, <clears throat> excuse me, especially when... He puts a 20-year-old at goal, you know, for the biggest game of his career and comes out looking like a genius, <laughs> right? <laughs> Looks like a genius for even having the balls to put him there, you know? And again, the team made him look good. Bro, it was so crazy, that environment. And I'm so glad that fans are being able to attend these events because, man, what a night for Spencer, bro. The guy, I'm watching the the post-game interview, you know, they have him come back onto the ice. Everybody's going crazy. They're throwing the rats on the ice. And I'm just like, damn, this is this is like heat finals type atmosphere. This is like that electricity that you right. get when you're in the building and, and there's something on the line, you know? Well, we wish the heat were doing right now. Hey, they're going to do it on Thursday. <laughs> hey. <laughs> but the Panthers are doing it right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. and they got a big game tonight when we drop. You know, you guys are listening to this episode. There's going to there's gonna be some playoff hockey for your Florida Panthers. And it's going to be in Tampa Bay. And they got to win this game to bring it back home. You know, and in and, and a game seven yeah, back, at your like home said, ice. Backs against the wall where it's an elimination game. It's, 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 it's win or go home. That's, yeah. that's all there is to it. Absolutely. So, and we've done it, man. We can do it. We just got to we gotta keep the momentum up now. No, for sure. And I think that they will do it, bro. And I don't say that just because we're Panther fans, right? But I really feel like 
the momentum has shifted in this series. You know, Tampa Bay looked like that they were really mad that they were going to lose this game, you know. And I'll tell you why, because even after we scored that empty netter that we that put the game away 4-1, immediately we, they had a guy come to the faceoff. This guy's not a center forward. He do, he hardly ever takes faceoffs. And before the puck even hits the ice, he's throwing the stick to the chin of Marchand, who has scored a goal earlier. Obviously, the defenseman didn't like that, and everybody got in their face and pretty much let him know, hey, there ain't no bitches on this team, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know, I love that about you're gonna hockey. take you're gonna take this ass whooping as a, as a score and physically as well. You know? I, I love that about hockey how the how it's self regulated, like in like the players regulate themselves. You know what I mean? That's why they let them fight and they the refs don't get in until that's it. There's a definite winner. And stuff. It's one of the few sports that actually has an enforcer, right? You know, right. The other one is probably rugby, but <laughs> other than that, you know, and maybe football where you consider a linebacker or safety. Nah, enforcer. but it's not the same though. I feel like now there have been some safety. Linebackers, because, yeah, you, but hockey is you, where it's stand at. up, especially like old linemen for their quarterback, right? But it, it, I feel like hockey is like a, a tighter knit group, you know, absolutely, and, and, and that's more of a thing. Like that, the, the, the name around it, the enforcer, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. come on, yeah. They, they have cool. goons, bro. What a classic movie, man. Yeah. Goons. Yeah, but and yeah, man. Panthers, dude. I'm Panthers are going to do I'm it. Looking forward to the next game. All the games have been exciting as hell. Um, you know, our wins more so than the losses, but I, I really think we can do it, like you said. So absolutely, man. Panthers, Start Spencer night, man. Start Spencer night. One more time. Let's go. We're with you, Panthers. Let's get this game six and bring it back to South Florida for the fans. Let's do it, baby. Let's go. That's us, dog. That's me let's and you. Marlins, baby. Let's, let's go, go fish. Let's go fish, bro. The fighting fish. They're playing right now against Philadelphia 0-0. As we record this as podcast. As we record this podcast. Bottom of the third. Um, bases loaded, and my dog Aguilar is at the bat. So. Oh, el bate. El bate. Vamos a oh, man. He's been he's been killing it. How many home runs he has so far? Nine. He's tied with um, Duval. Duval. Duval just had a two-run shot. The a three-run shot. Oh, a three-run shot. You're right. You're absolutely uh, right. A blast, yeah, bro. Amazing. A uh, blast, bro. And what I really like about it, and, and, man, you know, I said it before, bro. I really felt like this team was going to be offensively yep. gifted. Yep. You know, offensively gifted. Like, look, this is a crazy little stat, but I found it today, and I was like, damn, that's pretty interesting. We have six players with, with 30 hits or more already on the season. Six players with 30 hits or more. That's production. Now, we would have had seven had Jazz not missed so many games because he, he's mm-hmm. up to 28 now. But he's been doing his thing all season long. So I'm sure he would have been our seventh player with 30 or more hits. Right. What does that tell you? We're really well balanced when it comes to that lineup. You know? Yeah, we may not have a superstar name in there, but we got guys who can hit. We got guys who can move runners. We got guys who can steal bases. We got guys who can... Turn a single into a double, maybe we stretch got, from first to third. And we got guys that can contribute out there but are hurt right now. Like Marte's still hurt. Correct. Jazz, like you just mentioned, he's still hurt. Well, he came um, back recently, Alfaro, but still, he's, he's not 100%. Alfaro, you know, he's been out. He's a big bat, too, when, at times that we need, you know. And, Alfaro's and one of still, our biggest bats, bro. And we're still, you know, playing well right now. We're playing like we we saw in the in spring in spring ball, right? Yeah, absolutely. Putting up runs, scoring. You know, uh, pitching, Trevor Rogers is still. Oh, my God. Listen to me right now. Listen to me right now. To the if you're not following Trevor Rogers anytime him. that he pitches, bro, I'm coming after you. Sleep. I'm coming after you because you're asleep, and I'm going to wake you up. This guy is not only a rookie of the year candidate, but he's definitely becoming a Cy Young candidate, a definite early Cy Young candidate. Six and two, 
This guy has an ERA of 1.74, okay? He has he's averaging 11 strikeouts per every 9 innings, a whip of 1.06, okay? 70 Ks on the season, and this is a rookie. This is a rookie pitching for us. And when we started this season, yeah, we knew he was in there and part of the rotation and whatnot, but nobody knew that this guy was the real deal. And he's looking like the real deal. You Love know? it. You Love mentioned it. you mentioned some injuries. We still have Sixto Sanchez that's injured, oh, yeah. right? He's working his way back, right. right? So the pitching staff is definitely going to get more developed when it comes to the starting pitching. But Trevor Rogers, bro, is the reason why the Martins are winning a majority of these games because he's keeping us in it. Yeah, we you talked know? about it last episode. And he he would have had another win, I think. Yeah, man. Had recently, more, right? Yeah, man. Morimando... You know, he Trevor pitched five innings last night. Well, on Monday, um, he pitched five innings, only gave up one run on 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 like four or five hits. Pitched really well, and then after that, started going well. Then Morimanda came in the game, and you know he didn't have his best day. He ended up giving up four earned runs, which made it tough for the Martins to win that game. But they ultimately bounced back. Um, you mentioned uh, Duval hitting a bomb, that three run bomb that definitely helped us win this game. It's really a testament to, man, this team being really young but well-balanced. You know, it's well-balanced. We do have good pitching. We definitely have good hitting. We're pretty good at defense as well. And the Martins are doing the best, bro, that they can with it. You know, they've won six out of the last ten games. They're one game below 500, literally tied for for second place. And they're one game behind for the divisional lead. That's something else I want to talk to you about, man. Talk to me. The NL East arguably has to be the toughest division in baseball right now. Yeah. I agree. I agree. It's, a, it's tight right now. It's super tight. Yeah. Is it not? Yeah, I, I agree. Like, look, um, we've been being Philly now three out of the last four games that we've played them. That's not to say that Philly sucks because if you look at it roster to roster, they have Bryce Harper on the team, bro. Like, <laughs> you know, that team is talented. They have good pitching. That team is talented. They should be winning more. But that just goes to show you how good the Marlins are and could be in the future, you know, if they keep adding to it. I'm, I read a lot of rumors, you know, earlier in the season, I was talking about Aguilar probably being on the trading block. Now I'm reading that we're looking to add to the relief. Let me guess the name. Who? Did you hear a rumor about Chris Bryant going yeah, after Chris man. Bryant? Yeah, How do you man. feel about that? As as a Marlins fan, that'll be amazing. We need a big third base <laughs> like that, right? We absolutely do, you know. Not that Rojas can't do his thing, you know, but, but still, he's mean, out of position, right? He's out of position. But, man... To have that consistent power star hitter, yeah, that's a great addition to a lineup like ours. Is it possible? Mm, I'm more weary about what it'll cost us. Mm. You know, because one thing I definitely don't want to do right now is forego the future. You know, why trade a prospect? Why trade something that I have in the books, you know? And and I think I read the same article as you. If not, maybe it could have been a different one. But on this article, it was saying he has one year left on his contract, and that would be the move for the Cubs. Be you know to unload him now instead of risk losing him in free agency, and he can go to a team that can win right now is what the article is saying, which I like because it's giving the Marlins a, a definitive chance to to make it right. Oh World baby, we, the Marlins live in that little space right there where it's like, oh, we only have to pay you for six months. All right, but take forty percent of the salary and we'll still do the trade. You know that's what the Marlins do, so it it could happen essentially. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we got to wait a little bit more, right, to see if. Marte coming back, um, Sanchez coming up in, at some point later on in the season to to be another bat that we add to this lineup. Sixto Sanchez coming back as well. 
maybe we have enough here to make a playoff run. Maybe we have enough here to to win a division. You know, I'm not saying that don't don't explore that, and the Marlins won't explore it. Yeah, they're they're out there exploring trade possibilities right now to improve the team. Now, do you think? Do I think they have to go for that superstar home run? Maybe just not yet. You know, I really want to continue to enjoy the team how it is. You know, with the talent that that we've got and. And see them make a run like that because honestly, bro, when when you think back of Marlins lore and the history of the of the great teams that we've had, a lot of them start out like this, you yeah. know, where it's a mishmash of talent. We have young prospects, we have this guy, we have people coming out of nowhere to pitch amazing, like Rogers, you know. We have a bunch of bats, and people are talking about them. Those are the things that we we love to see down here as our, as Marlins fans because we've seen it happen so many off so many times. This could be one of those times if we're this good right now. Again, full squad, full health. I want to see where that could take us. And then we can talk about making a move for Chris Bryant or whatever else is out there and and seeing how that piece makes a difference here or how much more farther it gets us. But for right now, bro, we're doing solid. You know, like I said, 23 and 24. If I would have told you we would have been here with 50 games, you know. No, we're, we're we're playing great, man. This is where you want to be right now, especially at this point in the season. And it's it's the games are good. You know, we're getting we're getting exciting games. Yeah, that's as, as, as exciting as baseball can get, in, in my opinion. Um, and yeah, man, I'm, I'm really liking what the fish are doing. I'm, I'm looking forward to their their game against Philly. They just have to keep it up. You know, keep, the, keep what, playing loose. Actually, yeah, we're actually yeah, in the middle zero, zero, of, of a game zero, zero, right zero, now. Zero, zero. All right, cool. We didn't score there. Uh, no worries. We'll, it happens. We'll, we'll, we'll catch them later. Yeah. We'll catch them later. We'll but they just got to keep that pressure, you know, and, and keep doing their things play fun make it exciting the f- the fans have been going more to the games i don't know if you watch them on tv and you take a look when they're showing that pan mm-hmm. you're you're starting to see a little oh, bit i just i just more got a trickling. text I, I mean i just got a text like an hour before we started recording hey do you want to go to a no, martin's game this week right now no like oh right like now, right now the nice. game that was starting sports like, we're so, yeah, so on the road I, I was thinking about it man would they let us in with the roadcaster because that'd be raw because they have the tables now though yeah that they change yeah. out some sections yeah the high tables and we can do it we can just sit there post up with all this we just need one outlet yeah hey can it. you plug this in for me real quick <laughs> <laughs> we beer, don't want to bother the, nobody the beer vendor i'm gonna like right. plug it into his like credit card machine like no, no, no it's no, fine no, it's cool bro <laughs> <laughs> no 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 jim said i could do this jim who <laughs> yeah but let's see man the marlins are, are again making it fun baseball is fun yeah. the new oh, unis yeah. look great oh, on the field yeah. I already ordered my shirt. It's coming next week. Dude, I tried to order the, the jersey. It's sold out. Sold out. It's sold out. And yeah. the hat, I can't get the hat. No, either. the hat either. So I had to settle for the for the t-shirt, uh, dog. I'm waiting for that restock. From yeah. Nike. Come yeah. on, Nike. I want to give you my money. <laughs> yeah, I want to give it to you. <laughs> but the, the jerseys look raw. Again, a lot of exciting things going on with this Marlins team. And if you're a big-time Marlins fan, like I know a lot of you guys are, you have to be pumped, man. So yeah. whenever you oh, see yeah. me posting something on the IG, man, hit me up. Let me know you're watching the games. Let me know that Marlins Nation is still alive. You know, right. Even though we might be on the ground right nah, now, but it's, we're, we're getting we're ready. We're rebuilding. That's we're all getting we're ready to rebuild, man. Let's get it, baby. Let's go fish. Let's get this game tonight, bro. Yeah. So Phil wasn't going to win it, huh? Ah. Son of a bitch. Son of a... It made for a great clip. It was an awesome clip. And, (laughs) you know, it just felt really great to see him doing his thing. And it's like, yep, we're looking like assholes. It was was awesome. I was so happy to be so wrong. Oh, yeah. Um, Because it made for a great story at the end of the day. Uh, oldest uh, winner uh, of a of a PGA Championship, of a major, I believe. 50 years old, bro. 50 years old. Um, You still got hope, bro. 
It, he still got it. No, we still got hope. Oh, we no. There's no hope for us. Big <laughs> nah, guys. Sorry, <laughs> we're we're way past the time when we should have started. But yeah. um, no, for Phil, man. I mean, yeah, I, I was saying it. You know, in that clip. Um, which got a lot of love. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Oh, I thought it was really funny. You know, that's why I wanted to make sure we shared it with everybody. Morikawa, guys, from I got it. <laughs> He's been practicing all, all right. Week. Morikawa, I, I got it. Grief for that. Uh, but I was saying it. You know, <laughs> it, there's a lot of good players. We were saying it. There's a lot of good players in the field. It's anybody's game, and we the one guy we just counted out, which was Phil, ended up being the guy to win it, and it made for a great story. You know, oldest winner, 50 years old. Uh, it was 16 years since the last time that that he had won mm-hmm. a, a major, which mm-hmm. was uh, he beat Tiger's record. Tiger, when he won the 19 Masters, it had been 14 years, years since the last Masters major. Always that trying he won, to one up Tiger, and he won up Tiger on this one. So it was a great tournament, bro. Honestly, oh yeah, it was a great PGA tournament because, like you said, even from from day number two on Friday, the 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 field was playing well. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to shoot well and really and, keep a, and really keep a low score. And the course was tough. And the course was really tough. You know, you didn't see guys shooting plus and minus six, minus seven. You didn't see none of that. No, no, no. You none had of that. Seven, but dude, he had like thirty mile an hour wins. It's ridiculous. The first day, it was like I saw a guy hit a drive. I forgot who I was watching on the first tee box. It was one of the early guys. He hit it so straight, and then like maybe fifty yards out, as the ball still rising, you could see it turn just like so nasty. And I'm like, imagine how pissed he is because this guy can probably drive it two sixty easy. And now he's barely getting to 220, 200 on a drive that he normally would crush. Right. And as for them being professionals, I know it killed them. For me, I'd probably be, you know, trying to put my way there because I can't, can't even get. Keep the it bo- under the wind. Yeah. Keep it under the wind, you know, <laughs> and hit stingers. But for those guys, it was tough. And for Phil, man, just a master at the short game, bro. You know, people talk about it a lot, but when you see it yep. happening, it's just like, how the hell does he do this? It's he like, has, have you seen his putter? Like, have you taken a closer look at his putter? Nah, but I heard some stuff about it. It's a very, like, like it's weird. Simple, it's simplistic. It's a traditional design. It's very it's like simple. a little curve on the bottom. Yeah, and it's very, very skinny. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot mm-hmm. of touch and a lot of feel. And he, he, he had it going, man. He had a, I think he had a... Uh, I don't know if it was on Saturday or to begin Sunday. I think it might have been Sunday where he had the hole out out of the bunker. He found himself in the bunker and he he holed out for birdie. Yeah. So, you know, he just had it all going for him. He had, he was leading, I think, both days. I think both Saturday uh, and Saturday and Sunday. He was in the lead. And and there were some moments on Sunday where he was, he was paired up with Brooks, uh, who eventually came in, I think, tied for third or something like that. Yeah, he did. Um, Tied for second because he ended up at minus four and so did um, Louis Altison. Louis Oosthuizen. That's another one. That's another difficult one. Really close. You were close. I'll give you that one. But anyways, he he gave him a couple runs. You know, there was a couple of of, of stroke changes early on in Sunday's round. But then Brooks just kind of played himself out of it. You know, he just had a couple a couple mistakes that he made and and Phil got control again and took off. He just kept he ran away with it. It was very simple. What you saw happening on Sunday especially when they got paired together was somebody with experience in playing in tough positions mm-hmm. and somebody who's still learning to compete at the highest level. Yeah, I wouldn't say that necessarily. Think about it like this, bro. There was I think it was on the front nine. It was either hole 7 or 6, right? Where they both hit drivers, right? And they both went far right. So now they're into the crowd on some heavy rough right? Phil gets his second shot within maybe 25 yards of the cup, right? Still not on the green, but 25 yards where he can get a good chip in and, you know, knock it down for, for par. Bruce, uh, Brooks, on the other hand, he didn't get close, closer than 40 yards to the cup on that second shot. 
guess what happens? Brooks ends up bogeying the hole. Mm-hmm. Phil gets the par. Now Bill, now yeah, Phil, stroke right there. Phil gets stroke that one change. stroke in in the sixth hole, and already puts that doubt in Kepka's mind to be like, "Well, every time you mess yeah, up, I'm gonna clean up." But it lo- it looked like Kepka was checked out for some reason, man. Like mm. I think there was a quote that he said, like at one point he was like, "Just get me the fuck out of here," you know? Oof, yeah, like, he was just like he was kind of fed up, and then I think something came out now that he. Uh, um, he was complaining about the fans, how rowdy the fans were. Yeah, he and mentioned like, something about running, his leg and stuff running, like yeah, that. Somebody bumped into him because they were chasing Phil and running after it, and it was, uh, you know, chaotic and whatnot. But uh, I don't know. I don't know what was going on with him. He definitely has what it takes. He, he's a four-time major champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil just mm-hmm. won his th- six, and he's right. one of the most decorated uh, golfers, golfers of, of all time. time. So that says a lot more about, I think, Brooks than it does about Phil. Um, but... Yeah, he just this wasn't wasn't for him. The storyline was better better built around uh, Phil Mickelson, and uh, I'm really happy for him, man. I, I know a lot of guys don't like Lefty. I know you're a big fan of Lefty. That's your boy. That's my guy. Uh, we brought it up. We we did make a mistake last week talking about it though. We said that this would have completed his Grand Slam. It does not. Nope. He actually already has won the PGA Championship. Fooled you. Yeah, he's missing the U.S. Open. Um, so we just wanted to make sure we we touched on that in case uh, anybody made some bets. Real maybe quick, recently real lost quick. Money. Did uh, talking about lost some money? He probably would have lost some money if he would have bet on Rory, dog. Do you know where he finished? Uh, I think he missed. Did he miss the cut? Yeah, bro. Tied for 49. But yeah, so did Justin Thomas and yeah. Dustin Johnson. Yeah, a lot of good guys. World number one. Yeah, missed the missed the cut, dude. It was a tough. It was a tough tournament. It wasn't easy. All my picks uh, were were kind of wrong. I didn't have my a, guy evened out. Patrick Reed came in on a solid I even. I hate that guy. <laughs> and I wish he wouldn't have brought him up again. Too bad. Uh, you know, it, it was it was a great major. Um, I think the next one is the U.S. Open, mm-hmm. uh, which should be at Torrey Pines in uh, in California. I think that's where it's at. That would be raw to play, course. dog. Oh, I know a few people that have played Torrey Pines, man. They got a couple courses there. We full make it. And, yeah, that's a that's a bucket list right we there. We full make it. We full make. It. Yeah, yeah, that'd be dope. But honestly, man, one of the one of the best moments. Um, in golf this weekend wasn't the even on the course. Phil, it was on the course. I mean, well, it was on the premises. Of. It was on the premises, it was, but it, it wasn't was on little, the course. It was a little clip, and this might be a little a little deeper for for you non golf fans. But it was a great clip, and it's it making uh, it's showing that golf is heating up behind the scenes. It's not just this boring stuck up game. Guys, there's beef. There's beef. There's beef. In real golf. beef, like real absolute beef, almost like WWE beef. And um, yeah, basically, it's a clip where. Brooks Kepka's being interviewed, I think, for the Golf Channel. Yes. And he's very, you know, just in the moment, looking at the camera, being interviewed, and all of a sudden... After he, losing. Yeah, after after this is after Sunday's round where he yeah. came in, in second. And um, he hears a click-clack noise in the background. And it's, Super noticeable. Click-clack, 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 click-clack. And it's Bryson DeChambeau walking behind him. And the only reason he knows that it's Bryson DeChambeau is because of the fact that Bryson's the only one that wears metal cleats on tour. Mm, gotcha. Everybody else wears, wears plastic. plastic or... or, or the or turf. the turf shoes, yeah. He's the only guy, the hardo, that wears the, the metal. cleats, the metal cleats. So he hears and he already knows who it is and he already doesn't <laughs> like Bryson. You know, they've kind of tripped each other here and there before. And he just gives like the hardest eye roll of life. Mid-interview on TV, like yep, he's in, yep, in, in yep. interview and he's like, oh, I, I forgot where my train of thought is. Bro, and I've like, never... He was, he was so annoyed. Bro, talk about annoyed. I've never seen a golfer drop that many F-bombs that quick. Like, yes. you'll see it on a bad swing. They broke a club. Very, like, you know, weird spots, but... This should, guy. I, should I play the audio? For no, the clip? of course not. Of course not. Somebody can freaking hit us up for royalties on that. Nah, and, no and shot. We broke, broke. No shot, bro. It's just, uh-huh. uh, it's just we a broke, recording. broke. But my point is, you know, Brooks obviously was emotional, mm-hmm. right? 
obviously had other things on his mind besides playing bad and losing the tournament, you know, or, or losing a chance to win the tournament, the issues with the crowd and whatnot. So all these things were playing in his mind. And you can tell that he didn't even want to be doing that interview because, like, his face was showing it, yeah. you know. And, of course, to have <laughs> Bryson come and with the click, clack, click, clack, it just added to it. And I think so it just tipped perfect. him over. And then he was like, you know what, bleep this, bleep that, bleep this guy. Yeah. And if you want to go to the parking lot, I'm down for that too right now. You it know? was such a good moment, man. And golf it's gone needs viral. that. It's gone viral ever since because, yeah, we do. It, I think golf does need that. I think it needs that 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 rivalry, you know what I mean? That it's it's too it's too much of a gentleman's game, you know, where you got to be so prim and proper all the time. And I love I love what Brooks does. I love that he goes against the grain. Man, you got to let these athletes because that's what they are, athletes. Yep. You know, you got to let these athletes have their personalities. You know, that's kind of what makes Phil Phil. Right. You know, you saw 100%. him walking, and bro, people didn't care if he was up or down. Shot the worst game of his life. People wanted to take a picture with him, talk to him, make a joke because he's going to interact with the crowd and give that that back and forth which a lot of golfers feed off that energy, yeah. you know? And you, like we said, golf needs those personalities to come out and be forceful and be on TV and have these moments happen in front of camera to bring more people to the sport of golf. Absolutely. Not necessarily to, to play it, but just to know the just game and enjoy it. And just enjoy it, you know, because you never know. You might inspire somebody else, yep. you know, and with any sport. And anytime you can elevate a sport for a future like future generations and stuff like that, you need that. And if athletes are doing that right now where they're in front of the YouTube, they're doing this, they have the TikToks, they have the Instagram, they have the Twitter followers, man, let them show that personality more often. Why not, you know? Yeah, well, the PGA is a little bit more strict than, than the other leagues. Man, they're almost cool. You know? They need to get with the times. You want to make money? You want to have your guys 100%. make money? Get with the times, you know? But I, I like it, man. One of the best sound bites from the weekend, too, besides that one, was uh, Phil. He had hit one. I think he sprayed one out left or something like that. And they were all looking. Somebody was like, oh, some lady picked it up. I think they were they were saying, like, somebody picked it up. Or right. whatever, and they were asking, where did they move it to? He was like, oh, not, not, not far. It was just right next to it, like six inches away from where it originally was. Right. And then some guy yells out, I think it was actually on a tee, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and the whole gallery started yeah, laughing. That's awesome. Such a good See, like, because live. because Phil has that personality, bro, where he's right. going to interact. He's going to hear that, crack another joke, and, you know, make the crowd love it. Man, and, and that's what makes golf at that level fun yeah you know because you have the crowds there and you're playing for the crowd and i saw something like uh it was a picture of of phil right and he's looking at the hole he has like maybe a 200 yard shot 180 yard shot to the pin and you could just see a crowd of people around him camera people laying down in front of him and the, they said something like oh if you were phil how many people would you hit oh yeah what, what <laughs> with, one, with one swing you know and it's like yep i would have took out at least six people uh, and yet this guy's you know, out all these guys out here are so class so professional and just nasty with it bro and i love seeing it man i love nasty seeing perros. it Shout perros. Out to Manolo. <laughs> but yeah, man, guys, tune into the golf. You yeah. know? And if you haven't taken a golf swing in forever, hit up a top golf, or go to the driver range, or, you know, and, and, you know, have some fun, man. It's that's fun. what it's, it's all exciting. about. It's fun. It's one of the fastest growing games, especially with the pandemic last year and everything. Everybody. I mean, I feel like all my friends right now are, are all into it. No, and you it's know, one are, of the so. few sports that you can drink and play at the same time. Oh, we can have a whole podcast on golf. I mean, I'm, I'm, oh, even, we will. I'm debating. I oh, want to do just a golf podcast. No, 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 son. We will. So, yeah. Joe Sick. Wow, what a rough Sunday for me, bro. That's, oh, it was an emotional roller coaster, dog. I think uh, directors say it's a wrap. 
It's right. a wrap, man. Finally, the, the EPL season has come to an end. Um, crazy year with COVID and fans not being allowed and teams struggling, not being just a lot of complicated shit. And thankfully, they were able to complete the season, you know. Um, there were a lot of talks early on in the season about, like, maybe shortening the games if the pandemic keeps going, whatnot, whatnot. And for Chelsea itself, right, it wasn't the way that we wanted to end the season. Right. But we definitely are happy with the result of the season, you know, especially with so many changes that we went through. You know, we had a manager change. We had players injured. We had players in rotation, um, new players coming in, players catching COVID. It was just a mess of a season for us. And and usually, you know what, if you're a real Chelsea fan and you know about us and our history, then you know that that's usually how it goes for us, bro. You know, without the exception of, of, of course, COVID. The way the season ended for us was kind of whack, bro. We lose this game on the road to Villa after having a big win against Leicester City. Um, I did not see this coming. I mean, nobody granted, did. I don't know shit about Chelsea or EPL to any extent. Right, <laughs> right. I mean, I see certain names and I'm like, I think we got this one. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not shouldn't be worried. You know, it's not going to give us a, a challenge. And I saw that in um, Villa. Bro, I'm like, what? Disappointing, bro. Why? Disappointing. Was it two? And again, what, it, what was the score? It was two to one. And it was the same, same old story, right? Whether it's Tuchel in charge, Frank in charge, you and me in charge. The issue is us not being able to score goals. We dominated possession for yet another game. We dominate the amount of shots, the amount of attacking time, the amount of corners, the amount of key passes, all of those statistics, you know, expected goals, whatever you want to call it, everything. We dominate all of those stats. But then the results and the goals just don't come. And yeah. f- and then we play, a, you know, like for instance in this game, Villa's first shot on goal came in the 43rd minute, and it just so happened to right come off their the... first corner, and that was the first shot they put on goal, and the guy scored. And Crazy. and then our in, our goalie, our best one, our best goalie gets injured on that play. So now we have to play the Goal's rest bigger. of the the rest of the game with a backup goalie. So now we come into the second half, we give up a stupid, stupid penalty. You know, 15 minutes into the first half, we dug ourselves a, a two hole, def, a two goal deficit. And now we're hearing updates where at least I was. I'm sure the, the players were all aware of it as well. You know, Liverpool's winning in their game, 2-zip. Yeah, because there's a bunch of rapid-fire games that go down right. on the final Sunday, Sunday of the right. season, right? Yeah, like, it's Super Sunday. All the teams play at the same time. Everybody plays at 11. And what was at stake was the— th- Everything, three through seven. All right? of the European championship positions, meaning Champions League positions, Europa League positions, and the new Europa Conference Cup positions as well uh which goes to the seventh place team in uh division especially in epl so manchester city champions shout out to them shout out to my brother blaze um they definitely earned it you know we're gonna see them on saturday and i'm gonna preview that in a little bit but they end up in first place uh with 86 points manchester united they went on the last day and and they you know solidify their second place with 74 points but then after that you had chelsea liverpool leicester city all within each other to potentially get Champions League football. And like I said, during the game, once we go down to zip, that's when I start paying attention to the other games. And I'm right. like, oh shit, Liverpool is winning to zip. They're in third place right now. Damn, you know, Leicester City is beating Tyneham right now, two to one. Damn, Tyneham tied it. Oh my God, Tyneham is up. Now Leicester is losing. And now we're in fourth and they're in fifth. 
And bro, again, it was not the roller coaster that I wanted to be on on Sunday, dog. I wanted these guys to go out there defi- decisively, win the game, get ready mentally for the challenge. The challenge that's coming up on Saturday, which is the Champions League final versus Manchester City, three o'clock. And they just faltered. And, and yeah, well, eventually we pulled the goal back, right? Pulisic always attacking, always, you know, moving forward and not giving up. He's able to pull one back for us and find Chilwell, who was able to really drill into it. And Chilwell really had a great game, man. He had a lot of shots on goal, mm-hmm. was one of the better offensive players. Yeah. But even still, man, we, we still didn't put the ball enough in the net. We should have had at least four goals that game, and none of them were going in. And I don't know if it's like the defense, the goalie, whatever. Chelsea has a big, big problem that they're going to have to address in this offseason coming up, and that's finding somebody who can put the ball in the net, point blank. We have a bunch of talent. We have a bunch of youth. We have well, a bunch a, of everything. There's a ton of rumors around who they're going to go after now. Yeah, man. And, and you know, rumors. They're looking at a lot of guys. Rumors in soccer suck, bro, because they come from so many different places on so many different sources from so many different outlets. So you never yeah. know, right? It's not like NBA I mean, rumors. It's a rumor. You know, where you're getting it from, like, uh, you know, a Mark Stein, you know, a Woj bomb, you know. And in soccer, you know, you're getting it from all these European outlets, yeah, you know, and everybody has a source who knows something. There. Exactly. Who spoke yeah. to the dresser of the guy. And he knows his cousin. And he knows that he said that he loves blue. Right. You know, but so. we got like guys like Erlin Haaland out there, um, Romelu Lukaku, who used to be a Chelsea player. Um, you also have Harry Kane, who recently, you know, expressed mm-hmm. his desire to leave Tyneham, and yep. he's currently in London. That's one of the big names being thrown around yep. Chelsea because Chelsea is a London club. Obviously, we have the money to afford any one of those guys. Um, we'll find it, right? We're one of the richer clubs right now, especially since the pandemic hit. We were able to store a lot of money since we had that ban two years ago. And I just hope that we do get somebody in that front line. Not to say that Werner can't be a forward on this team, but he can't be the main focus. And this year has already shown that. And we know that we're moving on from Giroud. We know that we're moving on from Tammy Abraham. So we're going to definitely have to find a high-level guy to plug in there and really get that offense going again. Because when Frank left, you know, a lot of people complained that we were giving up goals, but we were scoring goals. Tuchel came in and... Everything switched. Tightened it up. We tightened up the defense and we stopped allowing goals, which was great and really helped us catch up to to where we were at right now. But we suffer a lot, you know, and we probably put ourselves in tighter spot than we needed to because we can't score goals. You know, right. and now with Saturday's big game coming up against Manchester City, who's a team who definitely puts <laughs> goals in, you know, and, and they know how to move the ball and, and really attack you in different ways. How is Chelsea going to keep up with them? You know, me in my heart of hearts, yeah, I want Chelsea to win, right? And I'm going to do the stupid prediction. I'm going to predict us to win. Yeah. Uh, no, Obviously. Or are you going to do anything else? Obviously, right? But knowing the, the challenge that awaits these guys, I have a tough time seeing them, you know, enduring an early deficit, enduring an a, a early goal being go- given, you know, or being down to zip at a certain point. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if we'll bounce back from that. Manchester City is too good. Yeah. So if if you ask me, Chelsea at their best can beat Manchester City. We've seen it. Right. There have been big games this, this year that we've played against them, and we've beaten them. So we know that we can do it, but we have to play our best. And that also includes putting our best lineup out there. Um, my personal criticism of Tuchel is that he hasn't been putting the best lineup out there because he keeps relying on Werner so much and hoping that he breaks out of that funk. But... I just don't see it happening, you know, and, and I know 
that it's going to happen on Saturday. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to be chilling. I'm going to be super excited about the game. All the homies are going to meet up. We're going to be at Grails and in Winwood, you know, sports bar. They're going to hook us up with the spot. But, man, I really find myself struggling to be, like, visualizing the win. Now, if something happened and Werner plays, and I'm pretty sure he's going to start, and he happens to score a goal or two, then I'll be super surprised. Super surprised and be like, wow, I didn't Shut not you right up. Shut my ass right up. Just like me predicting Phil Wilson last week. <laughs> exactly. You know, something similar to that. But let's see, man. I, I feel like Chelsea is going to pull a weird stunt. It's going to be a weird game. It's not going to be the cleanest of games, right? It's going to be a very tough game because these teams know each other that well. And maybe we won a dirty game and we win 2-1. to one, you mm. know? I'm going gonna, gonna to go out on a limb here and say we win 4-3. Uh, Jesus. It's going to be a high-scoring. I don't know if my heart can take a game like that, dog, but yeah, <laughs> that'll gonna, be exciting. It's going to be exciting. That's It'll be exciting. Right Shit. If I'm you're just going to throw it out there. Throw it out there. You could, never know. It could end up being 1-0, you know? Yeah, yeah, man. Who yeah, knows? man. And all it takes is one goal to win the game, right? That's all it takes. And ah, I feel like the first, the first team that scores probably has the better chance of dominating the rest of the game because then they'll be able to control the pitch dictate the pace a lot more and and you know really strategically emphasize their their strengths you yeah. know to to kind of see the game out so let's see i'm, I'm hoping that it's chelsea who score first I'm, I'm gonna actually put a little bet on the side on that um and see if they they can actually bring it down so let's see what happens you want me to take you out yeah sure why not one more time one more time for the season and for making champions league bro we made so much is i think it's like an extra one to two million dollars you make as a squad for making it to the Champions League, nice. you know. So all that money is gonna go hopefully into a, a forward man. Hell yeah! So till next week, hit the shells, Chelsea, up the shells, baby. Let's go. So as we keep up with the Marlins game, still down two zip, bottom of the six. Uh, let's see, man. I still believe the boys, man. They can pull this off. But this is episode 37, man, in the books, Joel. We knocked it down, bro. They're stacking up now, man. They're starting to stack up, bro. <laughs> and the fact that we got video coming behind them, too, like... We're, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there, bro. Doing big things, man. Um, but as always, bro, I want to thank you jumping in on this thing. No doubt. I want to. No, it's sh- always a good time. Always, bro. Always a vibe. We had to switch it up on them this week. We've been, yeah, we've been pretty man. consistently dropping dropping Tuesdays. We're getting together Mondays and recording dropping Tuesdays. Well, we, we decided had, to we had a couple games last night to watch, man. Right, right. We didn't want to miss out on giving you guys our hot takes on the Heat game and on the Panthers game. Right. Thankfully, one of them worked out for us. Yeah. The other one, not so much. But we'll we'll bounce back on that one. Promise. I promise. We'll bounce back. Oh yeah. But I want to give another shout out to CIC Miami, man. Stay hooking us up with this dope spot that we're in. Um, we love the atmosphere here. Everybody's really cool. And, man, this space that we got to record and do our thing is dope, bro. I wouldn't have imagined something better than love this, it, man. man. We appreciate it. Absolutely. And most importantly, I want to thank you guys, the fans, the people who listen to the show, uh, the people who've been tuning in since day one, and the people who are jumping on right now. Because, believe it or not, you guys are just as important because you help us grow this. Um, the podcast is going to continue to stream on all those platforms. Make sure you guys are following us on social media. We right. keep dropping daily. Daily sports, man. Follow, Daily sports content. Like, comment, all of that. rate, review, all that. All that, man, because we need it. And the best thing you can do, the best thing you can do for this show is to tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell a friend. Tell another friend. To tell a friend about the podcast. Why? Because it's dope. Why? Because it's a sports podcast from Miami. That's Trust right. me, you're not getting all these sports in one spot. Trust me. I've challenged you guys and nobody's dropped anything in my mentions. So, know, so, so. It's me, baby. 
is me. So until next time, y'all, peace. peace.